0: Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. This has just been stirring in my spirit for a couple of days now. And um, 2 Corinthians... Chapter 8 <clears throat> amplified classic verse 1 we want to tell you further brethren about the grace everyone say grace. grace the favor and spiritual blessing of God which has been evident in the churches of Macedonia arousing in them the desire to give alms new king james says bestowed a grace of god that was bestowed this is powerful you can see that this is a special grace that was bestowed on a particular church because of something they did what was it that they did they gave all right so if you want to have special grace and favor bestowed upon you you have to become like a macedonian church amen it says verse 2 for in the midst of an ordeal of severe tribulation, so they were obviously going through tough times. It wasn't an easy time. Their abundance of joy, so you can see you can be going through all kinds of crazy situations. You can still have an abundance of joy. You know why? Because joy of the Lord is what's on the inside of you. Amen. It's your strength. It's the joy of the Lord. It's God's joy in you. It has nothing to do with circumstances, what's going on on the outside. And their depth of poverty together have overflowed in the wealth so it's interesting you can see in the natural it says a depth of poverty but then a wealth of lav- lavish generosity on their part so how could somebody be in depth of poverty but then overflow in wealth of generosity because wealth has nothing to do with the amount of money you have right. there's a lot of people that have a lot of money but they're you know they, they might be wealthy on paper but they're as stingy as they can be yeah. amen it's not about being rich but it's being rich towards god that's how god measures your wealth not by how much you accumulate but how much you actually do and and give into the kingdom amen because that's what's gonna ultimately translate into eternity because if you're just laying up treasures on earth it's gone but if you're laying up treasures in heaven it's accumulating as paul said in Philippians 4 accumulating in your account your heavenly account amen Hallelujah. Praise God. So it's interesting. So you can see, because a lot of times people say, well, you know, I'll give when I have money. No, you give. You'll never give. Even if you have money, then it's, you know, if it's harder to give 10 bucks now, I can tell you it's going to be much harder to give 10,000 bucks later. Well, when I have a million, I'm going to give it to, the, you know how many times I've heard that? I could own half the city right now, probably with all the, when I, when I get that first million I'm going, to give, I'm going to do something for the church. What, five bucks? No, it has nothing to do with how much you have. It has to do with a generous heart. It has to do with a cheerful heart. It has to do with someone that has this, this, this grace upon them. For it says, verse 3, for as I can bear witness, they gave according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability. And they did it voluntarily. So they went above and beyond, you know. Like Jesus said, if, they, if somebody asks you to go one mile, you go two miles. So these, this was the kind of two-mile church. Amen. The Macedonian church was the, the two-mile church. They, they were the church that always went the extra mile. They were the extra-mile church. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you want to be an extra-mile Christian? We need to do more than what's asked of us. Hallelujah. Begging us, my Lord. My Lord pastor can we please receive an offering <laughs> please begging us most in- insistently for the favor and the fellowship of contributing in this ministration for the relief and support of the saints in jerusalem this was a time when they were receiving support the churches the gentile churches were collecting a special offering you can hear paul mention it in his letters and then they were sending these offering to Jerusalem to 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 help the church to so it was basically a missions offering and if you think about it the gospel came out of Jerusalem so they received from Jerusalem and they wanted to give back to Jerusalem amen never forget where you come from amen hallelujah don't forget the people who helped you on your way up you might need them on your way down I helped a lot of people up, and they forgot me pretty quickly. And then I get a phone call three, four, five years ago. They I was trying to help you four or five years ago. You didn't listen. Pastor. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, moving right along. That's a different subject for another night. Nor was this gift of theirs merely the contribution that we expected. But first, and this is the key, this is what's been stirring in my spirit. But first, they gave themselves, they gave themselves to the Lord and to us as his agents by the will of God, entirely disregarding their personal interests. Wow. That like, that, I'll tell you, that goes so against American culture right now. I'm telling you right now, that goes so against the Western culture. It's not true. Everybody's out for their own interests. What's in it for me? that's it everybody's out for themselves that's the problem that's and, and and that's why we're in the condition that we're in in this in this nation because this nation was built by people that had to endure some hardship and now of course a lot has been you know laid up and people taking it for granted and what you take for granted you'll lose you know and but i tell you right now we need to be people that will persevere that will that will press through whatever we have to deal with Not seeking our own interest a personal interest they gave as much as they possibly could having put themselves at our disposal to be directed by the will of God so much so that we have urged Titus that as he began it he should also complete the the uh, beneficent and gracious contribution among you the church at Corinth now as you abound and excel and are at the front in everything In faith, everyone say faith. Faith. In expressing yourselves, okay, or in speech is what it says. In knowledge, in all zeal, and in your love. Everyone say love. So faith, speech, knowledge, zeal, love. These are the five areas we have to excel in. Hallelujah. See to it that you come to the front now and and abound and excel in this gracious work of almsgiving also i give this not as an order because you can order people to give to dictate to you but to prove by pointing out the zeal of others the sincerity of your own love also for you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our lord jesus christ His kindness, his gracious generosity, his undeserved favor and spiritual blessing. In that though he was so very rich, yet for yourselves he became so very poor. In order that by his poverty you might become enriched or abundantly supplied. Or superabundantly supplied. It is then my counsel and my opinion in this matter that I give you when I say it is profitable and fitting for you. Now to complete the enterprise with which which more than a year ago you not only began but were also first to wish to do anything about contributions for the relief of the saints in Jerusalem. So what they're saying is you you kind of made this promise a year ago. It's a nice way of saying fulfill your pledge. Okay. So now finish doing it. That your enthusiastic readiness in desiring that it may be equaled by your completion of it according to your ability and means. For it is, uh, for if the eager readiness to give is there, then it is acceptable and welcomed in proportion to what a person has, not, not according to what he does not have. Obviously, we can only give according to what, what you have. But again, you can see it has to do with an eager readiness to give. That's, all, that, that's, what, that's the number one thing God wants. But of course, he does want action as well. But it all comes down to this willing readiness to give. It doesn't have, has nothing to do how much, with how much you have. You can have two mites and give it all and get recognized by Jesus. As others were giving out of their abundance, this woman gave out of her poverty. She gave all that she had. She gave 100%. So it's the willing readiness, the eagerness that God is looking for. Amen. And we can go on reading this this whole area. I mean, this whole chapter is about the collection for the saints in Judea. You can continue to read it. But I want us to recognize that they first gave themselves to the Lord. And of course, once you give yourself to the Lord, all that you have and all that you are is the Lord's. Then there is not even a question of, money or anything else that has to do with anything so and one thing that i've seen also is that we live in a time where people will rather give money than give their time that's another issue we face in the modern church culture is you have to also be willing to give your time you have to be willing to give your effort because yes of course giving is going to bring you into the place of prosperity and increase but also there's another thing that brings you into place of prosperity and increase that's diligence the hand of the diligent makes rich the blessing of the lord makes rich and then the hand of the diligent so be diligent and i i personally believe and i can say this that one reason that i've always been blessed is because i'm very diligent i am i do not slack i don't like slackers i don't like slothful lazy ministers you have to be diligent you have to work hard I work hard. You have to work hard. Time is short. Time is short. I mean, what 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 you know what else is there to do? I mean, time is short. And I don't want to get to age 80 and look back and go, man, look at all the time I wasted, all the things that I could have done for the kingdom. It's too late then. I got a whole eternity in front of me. So that's what happens when you live with an eternal purpose. You understand that you have to redeem the time. The days are evil. What does that mean? You have to redeem the time. Means you have to take advantage of every opportunity. And I'll tell you right now opportunity comes to people that work hard. Opportunity comes to people that work hard. You know why? Because hardworking people recognize opportunities. Slothful people will not even recognize them if it came and slapped them in the face. So be a hard worker, be diligent in everything you do. Do it with excellence, do it with a spirit of excellence. Give your money, give your time, give your talents, give your efforts you know give so be always be a giver always be willing always be ready always go the extra mile always be willing to go above and beyond not only to your own ability but above and beyond your ability that's what the macedonian church did and for that reason the very first verse said that they were it was bestowed upon them a special grace and honestly you know he's actually using the macedonian church sort of as a Kind of a rebuke to the corinthian church because you can see they had made a pledge but it had been a year they still hadn't fulfilled it so paul is nicely saying hey guys you know you kind of promised this a year ago it'd be nice for you to finish it now complete what you said you were going to do about a year ago it's just a lot of nice words to say one thing get it done <laughs> but macedonia i don't know if you know much about macedonia i'll kind of finish with this but macedonia is philippi and it's it's a landlocked area of northern greece and uh, as a matter of fact macedonians were always kind of looked down upon by the corinthians because corinth is the south it's a wealthy trade city port city you know well-developed area amen but then macedonia is kind of i guess you can say city folk and rural folk you know how the city folk kind of Look down on the country, country folk. But these country folk, these country people are getting it. They have a grace upon them. And then kind of, you know, Paul is kind of rubbing it in the face of the Corinthians. The city people, the wealthy city people from Manhattan or wherever they're from. These are from the, you know, hills of Tennessee or some place. <laughs> I don't know these people, you know. <laughs> Kentucky? <laughs> Anybody from that area? Alabama? <laughs> Carolina? North or South? North. North Carolina. All right. They call you a hillbilly. <laughs> But it's kind of what it is so you have to understand like corinth was a very wealthy city port city trade city i mean just a, a financial capital yet macedonia is kind of a rural area but man these guys are walking in some supernatural g- grace that was bestowed upon them they're generous they're givers man they're full of joy they've given themselves to the lord they've given themselves to paul and supporting ministry now they're, they're, not, they're not saying, well, Jerusalem should be helping us. No, like, we're going to help Jerusalem. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you right now, and I'll just close with this for the second time. <laughs> because, I mean, you have to understand, we started our ministry in Turkey when there was nothing. When I started my ministry, there was less than 500 Christians, born-again Christians in my nation, all right? Only a dozen churches when I started the ministry in 96. So there was nothing, Okay. And everybody, of course, you know, it's a mission field, and it was, Turkey was referred to as the largest unreached nation in the world, in the mission circles, back in the 90s, early 2000s. You know, it was the largest unreached nation. Okay? If anybody remembers, there was a book called Operation World. Ever, anybody ever saw that world, that book called Operation World? I don't even know if they still print it anymore, but it was a book they used to print. It had every country in it. It had about three, four pages on every nation. Every nation was in it. It was like a whole they only published it. you ever see that one they only i think they only published it like every 10 years and you can open up a nation and it would tell you about the state of the gospel of the church and the missions for every nation turkey was called the largest unreached nation in the world by percentage of number of born-again christians to the population it was the least had the smallest percentage of believers of any nation in the world wasn't like that before but in the 80s 90s that was the case and of course everything everybody depended on missions money to come in because there's nothing and of course you know and and a lot of churches were built they just depended on missions money to come in when we started the church in 99 i said we are going to be a church that's going to support missions i said what do you mean you're in the mission field oh yeah but i'm going to support missions we were radically giving into missions i mean there was one time we gave three months three months of the church's income into a crusade in Africa and everybody used to say well you know you got to be somebody must be bankrolling you from America actually nobody was bankrolling us from nowhere we walked by faith and but there was always we've always had this supernatural grace that was bestowed upon us because I said if I'm a Macedonian I'm going to be a radical giver I'm not looking to Corinthians to support me so we always gave into missions. There was a year I paid a, a pastor's rent who later criticized me. But I paid his rent for one year for his house because he was about to become homeless. And I supported him. I paid his rent for one year. His house rent took care of him for one year. Somebody said, How'd you do that supernaturally? Why'd you do that? Because I was believing God for big things, and guess what? Every one of those things I believe God for came to pass. While well, while well, you know uh, while we go to ministers' conference in Tampa, I'd bring Turkish pastors with me. They're all over there looking for money. Maybe I can find the the guy that will bankroll me, and I'm the one sowing big bucks in the offering, believing God for big things. I'm sowing in the offering, and they're like looking at me like, "So who supports you?" I said, "God." watch i'm writing a check no no no. i said who's no you don't I'm, you don't get it yeah. you don't get it i support me by sowing i'm the biggest supporter of my ministry because i'm the one that's sowing the moment i stop sowing my ministry is not reaping yeah. i'm trying to teach you something uh they wouldn't get it and they go around handing out business cards hoping to make connections that would never come, hum- never come because people see right through that I'm no man's beggar if I'm a Macedonian I'm going to be a giver I'm going to be radical amen and I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever it takes to support the gospel so you have to have that mindset that you you're not blessed by somebody else's giving you're blessed by your own giving thank you for tuning into my podcast I hope that you have been blessed I would like for you to consider two things Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpv.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.